Why the VL with two subbies, stereotype with a huge intercooler Doing it right might be like I'm confused, what's the attraction? But some dudes just love to lose traction That cruise action, Saturday night, you can do it at the lights Or get in a fight right Welcome to Rogue Bogues, a car chat series So it's uh, Justin Ellis here and, and Andrew Bogut So um, how you been, mate? Good, nice intro, we had Pro do the basketball one So I thought we'd have Justin do the other one So we're going to get everyone to rate you and see how that, how that intro was hopefully done, done, it was better, better than mine they, they say pros <laughs> was better than mine because he was you know overly fake and enthusiastic I haven't heard that um, how many F-bombs did he drop in the intro oh he gets it going <laughs> from when he gets out of bed so um, <laughs> but yeah no, I've been going on the car world man um, I've, I've been to a few auctions you've been following a few a lot of news this week or the last couple of months actually since we did our last episode so. yeah exactly man so it's um, yeah been all over the place but um, it's interesting to see even even in all my car circles, starting to see less HSVs, less FPVs. People are posting up Euros and it's um, crazy and just JDM stuff everywhere. So it's um, seen a few guys jump to STI since we called, um, since we said that they were going to jump up in price. So it's, um, yeah, seen a few buy a few spec R's and a few things like that. So, um, and yeah, even, even lots going on overseas as well. So I've even started watching what's going on with, the, um, with auctions over in America as well. So it's um, starting to see. It's interesting over there. A lot of V12 stuff even starting to jump up in price, like um, yeah, Ferrari F12s and things. So it's you were all used, yeah, all used stuff. So it seems to be um, maybe since it's all heading down that path, everyone's starting to go, hey, anything with high cubes or cylinders, grab them and store them away. So it's um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to get banned. Um, it's a matter of time. So yeah, we'll just have to have to watch that space. But there were. Um, some I saw a Yugo. Do you know what a Yugo is? Uh, actually, yeah, the, was it the car or whatever it was like that? Or was that the one off those ads from years ago? Yeah, so yeah. the Yugo was a being from Croatia. That was in Yugoslavia. They had yeah. their own car makers at one point. It was called the Yugo. They they rebranded over here called the Zastava. Yeah, um, there's actually one for sale in Australia. Funnily yeah. enough, and was that on? The, was it the Shannon's eight years ago? Was that off that? Was maybe the, the biggest piece of shit? Like yeah, yeah like they were. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, not, not, the, not the Yugo, not the Yugo or something like that. that. Yeah, they were, they were bad. But I noticed yeah. one on car sales the other day. Um, yeah. I sent it to my Serbian mate. He had a bit of a chuckle, but they were usually the cars that were notorious for the – you'd usually be outside it, pushing it. Then yeah. you, more times you'd be inside <laughs> it. But uh, jump on car sales on Disasterva. You can have a look at their little – just these little two-door. They had four doors as well and, um, yeah, pieces of shit. But, yeah, just thought I'd bring that up. But let's get started with the auctions. Yeah, so um, all – I mean, kind of, kind of hand-picking the ones around, but um, – a grey, so a 1987 HDT VL Group 3 Brock Signature Series. So it's um, currently, when I checked that, um, yeah, it was currently sitting at 155000 so um, nice white one. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting that um, seeing these pop up that... It, it is a bit of a forgotten child car, but um, yeah, it's either they either command big money at the time or they just kind of always hover between that 90 and 130. So it was interesting to see that that is already at um, 155,000. So, with um, yeah, that was uh, when did I send you notes for this? Was it? Yesterday, day before? Mm, a couple of days yeah, ago. So, yeah, three days to go then. So, um, I haven't checked that really again. nothing. Really a nothing car at that point when they were new. Not, not a nothing car, but they, they were like yeah, a, the luxury, the, yeah, exactly. luxury line. Side, yeah. But when it came, came to muscle, you wouldn't go for a, a signature series 
as per se. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Interesting. That's gone that high. Yep. What else? Yeah. Got? yeah and like I said, yeah, I think that's why they just kind of hover over the place. So um, might have been one if someone's dad had one, and you kind of got you know, you want to get one again. That's what commands money these days. So um, yeah. So 1973 Ford GT. Um, so XB there. So um, 351, 351 manual. Um, yeah, full restoration on this one. So 120k um, with one day left on that. So um, yeah, probably resto to original numbers, matching block, everything like that. Yep. Yeah, you got to watch these cars for everyone out there. Sometimes mm. the blocks are quote unquote warranty block replacements. That's why yeah, it's a no. different VIN that doesn't match the car. But I've got all the paperwork. Be very very careful. I'm, I'm always questionable about warranty replacement blocks on yeah. restored new cars. But yeah, if this is all numbers matching, that's still pretty good value at 150k if it is a good restoration. But I, I'd assume that's going to hit you know, 150 to 200. Yeah. Um, even though it is an XB, the GTs are just gone through the roof. Oh, exactly. Um, another one, so 71 HQ Monaro LS. Um, one thing I liked about this was the uh, 6.2 litre V8 um, supercharged LSA in it. Uh, so that was at 85,000 with three days to go. Um, that was a nice black look, very, very straight. Uh, and then VR Walkinshaw um, with 103 on the clock, sold for 261500 plus the 7.5 buyer's premium. It's 103000 so, on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah $281,112.50 um, is a total amount um, that pulled in, that, that pulled there. Um now I was also going through stables to see what's um, what's happening, and yeah, so VK Group A with forty nine thousand Ks on the clock, number three three five for four hundred and twenty nine. So one was sold at Grays for four hundred and sixty two inclusive fees. So I guess that's what's kind of set set the price. Similar on Ks, that. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, half a million for a I know. blue mini. Yeah. Fifty thousand Ks on the clock. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm, How many on yours again? <laughs> About 10% of that. Yeah, exactly. 15%, so perhaps ask a million. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, geez, that's yeah, that's big money for a 50,000-kilometer car, yeah, even though 50,000 is, is low on those cars, but mm. almost half a million dollars. Oh, exactly. Um, you know, I love these, but uh, they've also got a plus pack there with 76,000 count on the clock. That's 185 gram. Yeah. Um, Walking shore with ninety four thousand on the clock, three hundred and five. Yeah, three hundred five thousand. That's mm. that's getting up there too. I mean, you would get these for you know over a hundred thousand clicks on them, probably two years ago below one hundred k. Oh yeah, you know um, they're just gone through the roof now. Yep, and um, yeah, so there's. XWGDHO, uh, 250,000, so it looks a bit rough around the edges, um, things around, but... Um, it's yeah. a hoe. It's one of them. Yeah, so. I assume if that wasn't a GDHO, it would be probably 70K, right? You know? Yeah. But, but isn't it weird with the, with the HO market how that's just up and down, up and down, up and down, and just comes to see, you know, that is one market you see if three or four get listed... At that lower end, then that's the price. Then three or four get listed. But they've and, they've uh, kind of stayed. Up. Yeah, they have. Yeah. It's, I mean, even the phase threes in the XYs haven't gone past a million mm. the last three or four years. That's kind of been a, yeah. mint, a mint one. The market is eight hundred to a million. They've stayed yeah. the same. Whereas all these cars below that, like the Blue Mini, they just continue to surge. So I think. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they've stored out. I just think they're probably overpriced to start with at a million um, yeah. by a little bit, and that's just that's the market now. But they're not. You're not seeing them go from a mil to one five like the Blue mm. Mini. You know, two hundred k car now is 
460000 including fees. That's crazy. Yeah, well, the other thing that really kind of gets me thinking is just that shift in who's spending money now. Mm-hmm. Different you know, generation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Our yeah, generation's yeah. starting to come through, you know. More HSVs and FPVs yeah. than, than the older stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, and, you know, the old fellas with money have already probably purchased their nest egg with a, with a GTHO or a GT yeah, or, or some Yeah, or Toronto or Monaro or whatever Exactly, and it's parked and hidden, so, yeah, yeah hopefully they've passed it down to the kids, but... Mm. I've, uh, I attended, not an auction, but I attended the viewing of the auction. There's a company up in um, the Gold Coast called 782 Motors. They, they, they mainly deal with what looks like custom stuff, but I think they do everything in consignment. Uh, beautiful setup. I, w- I went and visited their facility out there in Narang, and they have a really nice setup. So I jump online and have a look at that. You know, the, the exposed brick, all the neons, they had pinballs in there. Really cool setup. Uh, I think they get a lot of sticky beakers that are coming through there because they're open, but you got to kind of, they, they ask you what you're doing, what car you're looking at to see if you're a time waste or not. And I assume they get a, they get a shitload of time wasters coming in there just to take photos because they should charge a fee like to, for people to come in there. Like, oh, I think they should. They don't, oh, okay, yeah. but I think they should charge like just ten bucks or something so yeah. it, it gets away. Because there's, there's a lot of people that I heard, oh, we're just passing through and having a look, and you're just like, fuck, like. And these are these are all coast. They don't own any of their cars. They co-sign everything, but they do a pretty good job with the presentation. Their website's very nice. Um, you know, they good cars. They okay cars, they had some stuff that wasn't the best and then some stuff that was mint, so they had a good mix of cars, but some notable cars that I thought I would just um, talk about is, I specifically went to look at a 56 Chev, I've been kind of half in the market in the market for one of those for a long, long time, I like the 56s, I like them over the 57 with the wings, that they're a bit more moderate, they're not the crazy overdone flares and all that kind of stuff, but one was there and... 56 uh, Chevy Bel Air Sport Coupe, red with white stripe, the white, white white striping, and man, it went for 121,000, and it was it was a custom, um, you know, Boyd Boyd wheels, and I went out to look at it, and I'll, I couldn't believe it. That's just the market we're in, but I had it at the time. I think it was at 90, and I thought that was high, and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to bid on it because I probably hit close to 100, and it got to 121. The, the chrome. Looked like it needed redoing. It was competing. Um, just needed a bit of TLC. Probably you needed to probably spend another to get it to my liking and my level. Not mint show, but but close. Nice cruiser. Probably gonna have to spend another 10, 20, 30 k on it. Yeah. So that that's where the market is for those, which is very very surprising. Um, there were there were a few other cars that caught my attention. There was a um, a modified XE Falcon. In, in a, basically a black on black and I think this thing they don't know the, the price must have got deleted but um, it stored out at low ones <laughs> stored out at low 100s and I think they were their, their reserve was somewhere in the 120s 130s I think it ended up selling but I couldn't believe that like fully modified I, I had a look at it it was it was it looks like it's a, a car that was enjoyed. It's not run down, but it, it does have some creaks and yeah. it's still it's being used. So <laughs> modified market for an XE Falcon, um, you know, fully blown. Like engine was mint, everything was nice, but that was crazy. Um, there were a few other cars. What else was in there? There was a, uh, a 428 Cobra Jet, 69 Mustang, all numbers matching, 140,000, which, which is pretty fair. And I saw that car and it was pretty pretty legit. Well put together, 1970 Holden HG GTS Monaro uh, went for 165. Pretty good nick. There was a uh, all original. Well, I don't, know, I don't know if it was restored, but it was numbers matching original XA GT Falcon hard top in yellow with a black trim. 247,500. Um, so that was that was a big one. Pulling good money. Pulling good money. Uh, Ford XA GT Falcon sedan. Uh, I believe it was numbers matching, but it was custom. 
Um, so, you know, big wheels, whatever, $241,000 in kind of that purple lilac color. And a, Hol- a 68 Holden twin turbo HK Monaro. Uh, what do you think this went for, Justin? Pretty good, pretty good looking build. I'll, I'll show you a little photo. Oh, we're yeah. talking. What do you think that went for? Two forty, three thirty-one. Wow. Three hundred. So, you know, the old adage we've spoken about many times that you know, well, it was the old adage that you know, you spend two hundred on a custom to your liking. It's a custom that you wanted, not someone else wanted. You're usually eating sixty percent on a sale. Uh, you probably maybe you get if you get seventy, eighty k back in three, four years, you're pretty happy. It looks like it's gone the opposite now because you know parts. You know, time, labor's labor in Australia is an all-time high on, on, on these kind of cars to, to restore and modify. Uh, we can't get parts if you can't get them. Yeah. So you don't often see the, the custom market starting to catch on the heels of the original market. Yeah, it's exactly, kind of bonkers. Yeah. That's nuts. And, and the world, yeah, the world is nuts. And But yeah, I thought I'd just talk about a bit of custom because we usually talk numbers matching. And I, I, just to see these prices on custom cars, it had my head spinning. Yeah. And that's it, man. I am, you know, I love my modified custom stuff, but I still get scared of buying someone else's project because, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it, that's exactly what it turns into. So, um, yeah, seeing shady paint jobs to different engines thrown in with everything back on it, just make it look good. See you later, out the door, shift it. So plus, you know, you know, most customs are built to be driven and thrashed. They yeah, exactly. might have been on the track, yep. chassis, frame. You just don't really know. Um, yep. And that's when you know, for people out there that, that, that are looking at custom cars, there's still great cars out there. Don't get me wrong, but generally, mm. if you know the person or know them from a show and get to know them that way and know the car, that's obviously more security for you. But also, yep. um, when you buy a custom. Um, muscle car and let's say your your budget is 100k I wouldn't spend close to that I'd leave a bit of a buffer yeah, for those problems so, yeah, so maybe yeah. 85, 90 max keep yep. yourself about 10k because there will be something that happens and sometimes mm-hmm. it's shit luck you know I've seen perfectly great built customs within a thousand kilometers of someone buying it Valve goes, engine goes, yeah, exactly. exhaust leaks, who knows what. And yeah, and that is the problem that no just ironing out all those bugs that when it's a full ground up, there's going to be a handful of things that would yeah that are just going to play up and that's that's what sucks a lot and, about and it. And in my case, I've had customs that, mm. you know, have, have not been driven enough and that's the problem, right? Yeah, we talk about that yep. all the time and I've, I've sold an honest car, a mint honest custom, mm-hmm. and something goes wrong within a month because... The, the new owner drives it yeah, every day drive and, and then you're like shit sorry man I just hadn't driven it for a year it's, yeah exactly I, I yeah. definitely didn't know something. If, yeah. some, if something was wrong with it I would have fixed it but yeah. um, that's the other thing so you have to be careful and that's just second hand cars no warranties and all that fun stuff but um, that's that auction moving on yeah so um, I guess in the um, you know we do have a lot of avid listeners out there of um, V8 supercars and some big news dropped the other day so Walkinshaw and Ready United have gone to Ford. So they released <laughs> pictures of um, I know it was a big head scratch and if you know thinking back that um, it all really started, that was that was HRT. That was everyone's lifeblood. I'm sure there would have been a lot of Walkinshaw and HRT flags getting burnt around the place with this news. But um, Yeah, the one brand you cannot co op with is that was Holden it. and Ford. Yeah, I know. But, or, um, you know, they're not walking short were pretty much holding, let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, look, I mean, looking right into it, that, um, you know, I guess dealer support is a massive big one and GM, GM doesn't care about it out here. So it's just 
And in fairness, why would that's they? It. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's so, no local market. They're bringing all their shit over here anyway. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, um, you know, I'm... I stand by Ryan Walkinshaw's decision of um, pushing that because I mean, if you're not going to have that support, well, why, why bother? I mean, they're they're in they're in the business to go racing. Um, as much as people can hate and bang on, and there is some hate out there. I was reading some of the comments, and yeah, it's, um, it's tough. It's either, it's either the brand dies completely, yeah, or you have exactly. to kind of do something that you don't want to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I doubt they're going to be building cars for public anyway, for the most part. Yeah, but this is, uh, yeah, well, maybe they'll stay with the mod stuff. I reckon. Look, I mean, there has a, you know, there has been the battle of just paying retail for the cars because I mean, it's um, if you have a look, just trying to get the Silverados and you know, even the Camaros at the, at the time out that they just have to pay retail money. Then doing the conversion, then you know, I heard some bits and pieces behind that not a lot of support behind because they were doing the conversion, so they had to cover a lot of their own warranty and weren't getting a lot of backing and support there. So a lot of that happened. So it's already issue after issue. And then looking to partner with that brand when you're already pushing their brand out here, you know, the advocates and driving behind, you know, big business backing. And then to not get support behind it. I mean, even the engineering component for um, the Camaro um, to go racing went yeah. with that. That went with Triple Eight. So um, I, I don't, I don't blame Walking Shore at all. Yeah, once you know specifics, but it is emotional and there's there's lifers that are you know Holden HSV Ford FPV lifers. Um, is it is it are they copping it from both ends of the forties firing up as well? Or is it more? No, so? it's no, it's more the other end of it. And um, forty forties are probably like ha ha. <laughs> but hey, I say everyone gave me shit for going. You know, you got team red and team blue. Everyone's going. You've picked a Raptor that's in team red color. So you know, are you um, are you holding a Ford? What's what's going on there? Well, hey, I say it, I predicted. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, it's interesting. It is, let's go. Yeah. Definitely ruffle some feathers, but that's how it goes. It's a business yeah. decision. They're either dead or they they partner with the devil. Um, that's just the way life is, and it's funny how it goes full circle. Oh, exactly. So, oh, that doesn't bother me. I don't lose sleep at night, but um, <laughs> some yeah. people do. But hey, we we do get a lot of guys asking about supercar stuff and prices of supercars and what's going on there. So, um, yeah, we're looking to have some guests on and some episodes coming up to actually talk all about this. So, um, stay stay tuned for that. But on to the next one. You do need this, and you probably need more than a five year warranty. But Alpha um, Alpha's gone to a five year warranty. Have they? Yeah. I didn't realize they were making, bringing cars over to Australia. Yes. <laughs> they need them. Uh, my, my missus' sister had one back in the day and it was oh, yeah. it was in the shop more than it was out. Yeah, it was a fucking piece of shit. And it was a newer Alfa Romeo. It was, oh, it was a new one too, yeah. Oh, not brand new, but it was only a couple of years old. Yeah. Um, but man, she had she had massive issues with that car. <laughs> she bought it because it was unique and not many people had it and you didn't see much of them in Australia, but... Yeah. yeah they, they probably need that five-year warranty, I'd assume, but yeah. Beyond that, I mean, that's leaving... Porsche and BMW, the only two left without a five-year warranty. Yeah, they got to, they to come up to the market, and then obviously all the Asian markets are, are what seven and no ten now, aren't they? Se- oh, seven, bought, seven to ten, right? Yeah, well, Phil King bought a um, a new Pajero the other day, and that had a ten-year warranty on it. Mm. So can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what so, else you got? Um, debt bubble. So British sports car maker Aston Martin is approaching a $1 billion in net debt, according to an earnings report published earlier this week. Between January and March this year, the company posted a loss of £47.7 million, with net debt eclipsing £956.8 million. Up from pound, yeah, pounds. Up from £722.9 million this time last year. Buy it or bust. What do you reckon is going to go on there? 
I assume some sheik in Dubai is going to probably buy it and keep yeah. it going. Someone yeah. that probably orders most of their cars. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I can't collect Aston Martins. We can't have this go. But yeah, that's, that's the way it's going. And mm. you wonder why, because they charge a massive premium for their cars. It's not like they're losing money per sale, but production and... Yeah, I, look, it is a hard one with them because um, they always leak images and they'll drag on the production phase and then by the time it starts, I think a lot of people lose Just interest and move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that has been the issue with it, but... Um, never, yeah. never driven one, never even been in one, I don't think. I, can't, I tried to get in one at a mm. high-end dealer and it was like, I couldn't even get one leg in. Yeah. Um, so I was like, ah, fuck that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're generally pretty well built, uh, mm. pretty reputable, but never really had anything to do with them, so I don't know much about them, but they, yeah. they are a supercar maker, so. Yeah, exactly, so, um, yeah, have, you know, I've always heard, if you own one, be prepared to pay a lot of money to keep it running, so yes. another one like that, so, yeah, so, I was getting messages galore going, am I going to Motor X, what's a go there, and, um, to be honest, it's one of those things. That, look, I probably should have went and had a look this time because normally I don't bother because I walk around and I see everything sitting on Momo Stars or Simmons, and it's always the same cars circulating. But it was interesting this year because, um, yeah, a Porsche. Um, I think it was a 1978 um, Porsche 911 SC1 Top Street Machine at MotorX, which is it was a damn good looking car. I did share that on the um, on the Roadbrokes Facebook page. Um, and it was actually great to see. I mean, I'm actually thinking I probably should have gone now because it's good to see some non-Holden and Fords and, you know, like I said before, the typical same-looking cars circulating because there was a really, really nice um, Corolla there. Um, a nice VK Director for the waving the Holden flags. That was a nice thing. And then seeing the old Sexpec cars back. Remember the old mm-hmm. auto salon thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the chrome wheels and everything. So it was good to see those circulating as well for something different. So um, probably should have taken my daughter down to show her what um, we used to drool over back when Fast and Furious came out. <laughs> you would have been... Oh, mate. Yeah. No, nah, I wasn't, that, wasn't that bad. Um, I just love I love a nice set of chrome rims. Yeah, you, would, you would have had the Kappa tracksuit and everything. 100%. Wasn't, was never, never a spinners guy. I thought, that was, I thought the spinners were stupid. Uh, the Spreewell rim. Oh, mate, I hated spinners. I'm like, you, your wheels are already spinning when, you, yeah. when you're driving for the most part. Yeah. I don't need to keep spinning at the traffic light. But uh, yeah. there are some unique builds and it is a form of art. Did you have underglow neons on your VR? Nah, corner? mate, nah, no, no underglow. Right. I, I was more of a, <laughs> give me a good, a good tint, you know, a yeah. good detail. I like, I'm big on colour coding, so yeah. I, I love, I could not stand bumpers that were different colours to the car, oh, yeah, like that's the fair. HSV specials. Yeah. Um, I'd always try to colour code it all and, and make sure it all matched. Mm-hmm. Nice set of wheels, window tint, pretty happy after yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is art, you know. People people take it seriously, and that is their baby. That's their canvas, and um, I never question. Yeah. I might say, look, that's not my taste, but I wouldn't shit on someone else's. Oh, it's, what are you doing? That you're an idiot. Blah, you know, there's people out there that say, "Yo, oh, you bastardize it, this that," but it's their taste. So, oh, gee, it, man, some of the airbrushing back then, like, was just insane. Oh, like, it still is. Like, yeah, yeah like, well, and that's what we have to think about it now. That people see nice wraps done at high candy and places like that, and people lose their mind over it. Like back in those days, it was all painted. So, it was yeah, just, and man. done by just labor and labor and labor yep. and a steady hand. And yeah, I'm, I assume mistakes along the way. That's oh, exactly. Of, so, look, guys out there, if you you know, if you're young girls, than us, yeah, girls, and if you hadn't really gone into that scene, if you do get a chance at some of these shows, just 
take some time and go and have a look at those cars and you'll appreciate what was happening back in the, um, the early 2000s when that um, Basically was street art on cars. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you exactly. Know, um, so There's some, some talented artists out there. So And, and you know, very good paint jobs. Um, yeah. You can see the difference between a, a 10K paint job and a 40, 50K. Oh, Most exactly. people might think, oh, well, it's just a paint job. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's an art form in it and there's a... You know, there's an elite group of painters in, in Melbourne and Sydney that, that have, you know, you can you can just basically brush your hair mm. in the paint job using it as a mirror when it's done oh, at an elite yeah. level and then you have the cheaper ones and you can notice the difference. So, Oh, exactly, yeah. Um, no, hands down. Motor mag, adios, terminated. Yeah, it's, um, oh, look, I mean, it is disappointing. I'm an avid reader of Motor Magazine over the years, so, um, yeah, it's... Look, I mean, we have spoken about this plenty of times because if you kind of look at it, you see um, motor and wheels, you know, I, I guess you could probably say it's like blockbuster video on Netflix in a way that I think leading the industry that had ample ample time to really set the benchmark. They did dabble in video content and that later on, but I think, um, yeah, it was all, all too late. Well, so. you just you look at news agents, they, they're all but gone. Um, for those of you that pay attention, walk into your servo and you would notice that magazine rack is, it's gone from a whole, whole aisle yeah. to half an aisle mm-hmm. to maybe one small rack now. Like it's, you know, and that, 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 that tells you no one's buying the shit. Um, right. A friend of mine runs a cafe, he used to have a magazine stand five, six years ago. Yeah. Doesn't even bother with it and the only reason why he buys a paper is just so that people have a paper to read when the, yeah. co- when the coffees are out. Um, but yeah, you could kind of see it starting to happen and I just don't think they pivoted quick enough to online and they probably re- should have refocused probably 10 odd years ago to try to get everything online, similar to Drive, yeah. um, where you can get all your content on there. But it does suck because it was a premium magazine. Very, you know, the gloss, it was a glossy traditional magazine that was an elite premium magazine that you were happy to pay, what were they, 12, 13 bucks at that point? Um, oh, yeah. Now, yeah, it was just, yeah. yeah, but that was because of printing costs, everything's going up, and I guess the world's going green, so we're all online now, and that, that's where we're at. But it, it is sad to see. I mean, um, style, you know, I've got a shitload of magazines and nostalgia of it. Um, my, my father and I have collected for a number of years that are just in these, these bucket things, and He's got everything from fishing mags to lift to ride magazine, the old motorbike magazine, if you remember that. Had the, had the little Johnny jokes in them. Um, and there'll be topless women as well, which was great as a, as a seven-year-old kid. But uh, all those magazines and just, I guess they're part of my upbringing because my dad would um, would purchase, we'd, we'd make a weekly trip to the newsagent. So every Saturday morning was kind of our routine. We'd go to the NW was news agency. It was a massive one back in the day. And... He'd let me buy a magazine. I'd usually buy Slam magazine, the basketball, or maybe a car, maybe a car magazine, and he'd get whatever his latest hobby was, whether it was you know fishing or whether it was want to learn something. He'd learn it from magazines, believe it or not. He'd buy a magazine and read articles and and study all these um, model airplane magazines. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. That's what he do. Yeah. Or get ideas. Yeah. And, and he's he, he was more that was his textbooks. Um, yeah. And, and I totally got it. Mine now is online. I, I research shit online as, as you mm. probably do. And yeah, well that's yeah, well that's what got me thinking about that. Like before I'm going to go buy a car, I'll jump on YouTube, YouTube the car, and just watch all the videos exactly. everywhere. You know, like it's the um, magazines were the, were the way. Yeah, exactly. even for that's home home work. design, like people would buy the home design magazines. Mm. For Furniture issue now it's it's yeah. all obsolete. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's just the way it's gone. But uh, you sent me this one. Oh, <laughs> oh, geez, this is this is brutal. Uh, I love it. I love it though. So, America. <laughs> uh, this is in Detroit. This is courtesy of Fox2Detroit.com. New service over there. Um, heading headline: Car owner who left Jeep at dealership gets sued after worker dies during oil change. So. 
for those who follow the podcast, we've we've railed on people not knowing how to drive manual, stick shift, clutch, whatever you want to call it. The, the, most of our cars in our collections wouldn't be stolen by young people because they wouldn't be able to drive them out of the, wherever they're stealing them from. But anyway, in 2020, a customer took his car to Rochester Hills Chrysler and a young uh, 19-year-old mechanic attempted to change oil, but something terrible happened. Uh, he, starts, he starts the car, removes his foot from the clutch, and you know what happened? The Jeep jumps and kills my client. The vehicle hit and killed employee, not funny, but Jeffrey Hawkins, a married 42-year-old, and they went on to say he's a nice guy. Um, Fox 2 asks, did a 19-year-old know how to drive a stick? <laughs> he didn't know how to drive a stick and he had no license, the attorney said. Why did the dealership hire him? That's what I'd like to go. But hold on one minute. You must be suing the dealership, Fox 2 asks. This is the family yeah. of the mechanic that died. That's because the accident happened at work, involved two employees, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the attorney claims the person responsible is the owner of the car who dropped the car off for a service. You're suing the owner of the car who's getting his oil changed, who did nothing in this case. I have to do that. That's the law. Fox 2 reached out for the car and his attorney, blah, 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 blah. And they said, when you hand your car over service to anybody, including the valet or a person at a service desk at your dealership, you better be able to trust that person, the attorney said. Bonkers. Like, like fucking bonkers. And it is America, but anything that can happen in America, as we know with COVID, can happen here. He's getting sued for dropping his car off for a service because the employee didn't know how to drive a, a clutch and killed someone. Now, if it was something along the lines of there was a certain thing that he'd modified mm. that, oh, yeah, hey, exactly. man, you got to push this button, otherwise the, car's, the clutch is going to slip or some shit that he did, that did different story, right? Mm. It's, a fu- it's just a standard manual <laughs> car, man. Oh, so, how the hell did he become a mechanic? I don't First know. of all, without... Well, with, that's what I was thinking. Well, isn't that all high, that guy? Like, well, yeah. That is insane. Oh man, that's that's brutal. Like that's now this poor bastard, you know, has to the owner of the car has to fight in court to get yeah. to clear his name. I mean, surely a judge throws that out. It's fucking yeah, absolutely bonkers. It's kind of like the. Do you remember the um, you know, RVs like the ones that you not not caravans, the actual RVs yeah. that, that you drive. There was um, court cases back in the day because people were getting the RV. This is legit, apparently. Yeah. Um, and we'll just get up and go make a cup, cup of coffee. Yeah, and the car would cra- and the RV would crash. <laughs> And they said, well, it's a home RV. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, like, obviously thought that was self driving in 1984. Get in an RV, there's stickers everywhere that say, like, do not leave the driver's seat while driving because apparently they got sued. Someone tried it. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't, I can't leave the, I can't leave the driver's seat and go and get a coffee. What's the point of owning an RD, RV? Well, you got to pull over first, buddy. But um, I'm gonna have a crack at Siva Logistics. So I've used, I've used Siva for a number of years, Justin, as you have. Yeah, Pretty good service uh, for the most part. Very good service, and they have, they've obviously sold their right. They've sold to someone overseas. Every time I called them, it went to a call center. The emails I'm getting back are kind of email slash call center emails. They just have the same statements. They cut and paste to everyone that's angry at them. Anyway, I had a car um, up in Queensland. I needed it sent down to Melbourne. And I needed it down there because I was, I was going to be in Melbourne at a certain point. And I'm like, okay, surely a month is enough. Yeah. Plenty of time, right? So I, I call, get the quote. I said, when can you get it there by? They're like... Um, we'll have it there the latest by Thursday or whatever, right? And I was going to be in town that following week. So that's perfect. As long as it's there, no, I might be there earlier, but Thursday will be the latest. And I was going to be there Monday or Tuesday. And I'm like, I need, I have to have the car there. Because the kids were in town and our baby seats in it, long story short. So the guy comes and just picks it up. And, and he's obviously a guy just comes and picks it up and then takes it to the depot. And then the depot goes on the big semis. So he comes, picks it up. Everything's fine. This was, you know, a month before. And hadn't heard anything for like two or three weeks. And I'm like, fuck, I told my mate in Melbourne, um, this car might be getting delivered before I'm there. If it, if it does, 
take care of it for me, store it till I get there. No worries. He calls me, he goes, I haven't heard shit from Siva. Is this car still coming? I said, oh, let me call him. So I call him that Monday before I was supposed to be, a week before I was supposed to be there. I call him, don't get back to me. So I will check on that for you. Oh yeah, it's still in transit. So then I finally get a hold of him on the Thursday. I'm thinking, no, nah, it's, it's surely there. Something's going on. This is the Thursday. So basically four and a half weeks after they've taken it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I've called him and I've said, you know, I just want to know where the car is. Like I need the car. I need it there by Monday. I just said, I can't, I have to have it by Monday morning. The latest, latest, latest. It should be here already. Let me check on that for you, sir. Call back and said, yeah, it's in Brisbane. So what do you mean it's in Brisbane? They're like, yeah, it's, it's leaving our depot today or tomorrow. I said, you, you got the car off me four weeks ago. What do, they, what do they say? Oh, the floods. The floods in Ballina has caused a logistical nightmare for us. I said, bro, the freeway's not flooded. <laughs> it's not flooded. I've driven it. It's not flooded. Oh, so we'll get it there. It should be, it's, it's showing up on our system is there on Saturday. So I'm like, okay, here we go. So I'm like, I need the car though, Monday. So now, now when it gets there Saturday, then it has to go on a smaller truck to then get door to door. I had paper door to door. So they, they're like, oh, we'll get it sorted for you. Don't worry about it. Hard to get in touch with them, hard to get follow up. I said, can you please call me on Saturday morning and let me know if the car's there? Don't get a call. So I called him again. I said, where's the car? I was showing up in Melbourne. I said, when's it, when's it due out to be delivered? Oh, we'll get it out to here by Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, fucking live it at this point. I'm like, I paid, paid for a premium service. They've, they've totally balls it up. I'm getting call senders. I'm getting people. And then each person I call doesn't know the backstory. I have to explain it all again, all that bullshit, right? So I'm just losing my shit. I'm so pissed because I've used Siva for so many years for, for all my cars. I finally get a hold of him. And I said, listen, I'm going to come pick the car up myself um, on Monday morning. I'll just come grab it because I, I can't wait two days for you guys to be put on a truck. I don't trust you, whatever, whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, it is here, but it hasn't been unpacked off the truck yet. I'm like, for fuck's oh sake, God. I'm not losing at this point. I'm, like, I, I'm coming there Monday morning mm. and I'm grabbing the car. You, you figure it out, get off the truck. Like how hard is it to take it off a truck? Oh, well, we, the drivers show up and then they, they, they don't unload straight or what, blah, 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 right? So anyway, I drive out there, I get the car. So now I'm like, on principle, I'm like, I want a refund on my fucking leg, on the leg from depot to the address you're supposed to deliver it to. Yeah, 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 no worries. We'll take care of it. Can you just email it through? So I'm at, I'm at week five post that and just finally had a bloke reach out. Finally, I was, I was writing once a week emails that were saying, yeah. question mark, can someone please reply? Question, nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. And you know what they refunded me? $75. Oh my God. And I'm just like, on principle, I'm happy, but I'm like $75. Like I know for a fact it's like a couple hundred bucks to go on those tow trucks. So whatever, but... Just disappointing, man. Like a really good brand back in the day. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done, put high end, this wasn't a high end car, it was the van, but I've put high end cars on, on with them before. And I had a direct broker I dealt with, but she's got, I think she's gone. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and it's obviously sold to a conglomerate that's managing it from overseas from a call center. And it's just, just super disappointing. Yeah. Like, super disappointing. So I don't, I don't know who to use now. I don't know who to use for shipping. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's even a struggle. So, um, I mean, yeah, I normally use Lalo, um, Lalo Transport, but they're always busy these days. And, and that, and that's probably why that there's more. He's not a semi, than... right? Is he a semi? Are they semis? Yeah, they do. Oh, have okay. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So, all maybe all the big enclosed ones, but, um, mm. Yeah, but it's just getting harder and harder. I mean, but all that thing is normally Patrick's or Siva, just for general yeah. stuff. For but just the, like the excuse so. of COVID and all that shit's killing me because I'm like, mm. you, you're not making that excuse still. Like, you've got enough trucks. Like, the fact that we're still in Brisbane four weeks later and oh, the car was actually 
an hour and a half south of Brisbane. <laughs> they had to pick it up, go north to put it to the depot. Like, all right, whatever. But I was just like, I can't believe this shit, man. I was I was super uh, super frustrated with Siva. So that's one note I made. Number two is I've uh, been flying around the country following the NBL finals. So I um I've used rental cars a fair bit. I got to go to Prado and. The, this thing beeps at you if you fart. <laughs> like, and I, I was losing my shit. So I'm, I'm in this Prado. I don't know the car because it's not my car. So I don't know all the me- how to get through all the menus. Got, you know, you got to relearn all that shit. And I have to drive down from Sydney to Wollongong. Driving this thing is beeping at me for everything, man. Like, beep, dog on the side of the road. Beep, car behind you. Beep, car in front of you. Ooh, lane change warning. Ooh, and I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to change lanes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm driving, like, I'm stressing out at this point. I'm like, and I think to myself, if you need all these all these safety beeps to drive the car, like how the fuck do you get your license? Do you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be driving. Yeah. Like it's, and it's too easy now. Like it's like, you got all these things, you're relying on all the electronics. God forbid it doesn't work one day or there's a, there's a fault. You, you can, and I, I, I couldn't believe it, man. And mm. then the same thing happened with the Kia. I, I rented a new Kia. Because I'm like, I don't want that Toyota shit again. I'm not going through all that. And normally, yeah, that's the thing. That's the interesting thing with Toyota because just lately they're doing all these tech updates. Because normally, if someone buys a Toyota, they don't update, uh, they don't upgrade for 10, 15 years. Yeah. So they're normally well lagged behind with technology. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? but it's li- literally like if you're in your lane mm. and you you move a little bit off, it, not cross the lane, just move in your own lane. It's beeping at you. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, like if I need. If, that's what mirrors are for. Yeah. And that's that's why I, th- I really think the psychology of it is why drivers aren't as attentive because they can rely on, oh, I've got technology, I've got lane change, I've got this, I've got that. Yeah. It's like, no, but you still need to be a competent driver. So yeah. you can't blame some of these young people for being bad drivers because mm. everything's relying upon technology. And I, I turn all the shit off. Like, the only thing I like is the, the lane change blind spot, like the little light in the mirror. I don't want yeah. the beeps. Yeah. The little light in the mirror. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. I turn all the other shit off. Mm. Like, adaptive cruise control is okay, but I don't yeah. want all the other shit. No, yeah. Speed camera stuff's pretty good. That beeps all right. But yeah. I mean, fuck me, man. I, I couldn't. It was like I was in a fucking um, a, a trance yeah. music festival, just beep, 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 <laughs> beeping at me, and I'm like, I was losing my shit. So that was uh, one thing I noted. Um, a few of you reached out and said, Get, give the new Ram a try. Have you driven mm. one of those? No, it's um, the nice supercharged. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, actually, wouldn't mind getting my hands on that. So, um, a quarter of a million dollars in Australia. Yeah, well, Portelli's got one at the moment. Need to steal his. Yeah, I might. I might knock on his door and, and have a look at that one. Portelli, give us your uh, Ram Terra X, please. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard <laughs> that's the one to drive. So, thank you for that. I will put that. I put that on my list to go and have a look at and, and, and test drive. But. Uh, it does look uh, mean. I didn't even think of a RAM, but hopefully it's got... For those of you, if you have one and you're a listener, does it have as much room as the F-150? That's all I need to know for my big-ass legs and my kids' big-ass legs. I need to know does it have as much room as the F-150. I assume it's close, but I need to go and check it out. Super cheap auto worker. Did you see this video? I did. So I shared this on the Roadbrook's Facebook... Um, on the Facebook page because it was damn hilarious. So, um, yeah. Full junkie woman with a pram filled with... Well, they've... Um, Everything from the shop, pretty much. Oh, yeah, exactly. Carjacks, yeah. suspensions, <laughs> yeah. springs. Yeah, whatever it was, but yeah, whole trolley full of it, going, don't touch my baby. It's, um, 
crazy. Yeah, so the, the workers confronted her outside the shop, mm-hmm. um, which is a big no-no in 2022. You're supposed to let people steal shit. That's the way, the way it goes. But anyway, he's like, she's like, leave my baby. She had a cover over the pram, like a blanket. Yeah. Leave my baby alone. Stop. So people were like, thought he was going at the baby. Everyone stopped to see what's going on and they realized, yeah. oh, this lady's a bit worse for wear. <laughs> Could be lying. And this dude just starts pulling out all these box yeah. goods she's got in the in the, uh, in the the pram. Yeah. Well, something you didn't know is he's been stood down. God. The work has been stood down pending investigation. So, all over poor baby Metheny. So, Super Peep Auto, <laughs> don't cower to the woke mob. Don't cower. Give that man his job back. He's protecting your assets and yeah, your profits. Like, someone, of shit, on principle, seriously. someone stole shit. Don't steal shit. If you're caught, you're caught. Suck it up, lady. You got caught. Super Cheap yeah. Auto. Harden the fuck up. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't don't stand. Or if you don't, Autobahn, reach out to him, give him a job. Yep, Autobahn or any other yep. um, speed shop out there. Burst give this guy a job. Give that's ridiculous. Please. Yep. I want him to work for me. If he's going to yeah. fight for me, what is he making? $25, $30 an hour and he yep. wants to fight like, based on principle. If that, you that, listen, that, mate, reach out to us. Yeah, right, reach, reach out, out to us. That's sensational. So super cheap. Give that man his, uh, we usually do these monthly, so you got a month to give him back his job. Otherwise, we're going to rally you again next podcast. But that is absolutely ridiculous. If you want to look at the video, go to our uh, Facebook page. Um, it's been all over the media. Job well done, mate. So one last thing. I have been in the market for um, some ATVs, some four-wheelers, you know, the old school four-wheelers and had one in the US. I actually had a snowmobile and a four-wheeler, Can-Ams, both bought them in a package when I was living in Wisconsin. I bought an ATV or a four-wheeler, put a plow on it uh, and I used, to, I used to snow plow my driveway for about maybe two times and then I was like, fuck this, it's taking too, way too long because, you know, it's only a four-wheeler so it's not that wide. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do like one road three different yeah, times. Uh, Pretty much. No, I started, and then there was a, a neighborhood plow guy who would come in for a hundred bucks and do your whole driveway because then that means if you, you need to play a driveway, you got to get up two hours before you're leaving and, and start doing it. So I was like, oh, I got a game, we'll get a game or we'll practice or whatever. So I did it. It was fun though at the time. So I'm like, oh, you know, got a, got a, got a bit of land. So I was like, oh, I want to get some four-wheelers. Um, just get back on that and go online, type in four-wheelers, you know, go to all the big big names, Peter Stevens, all the dealers, can't find a four-wheeler in Australia. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What am I doing wrong? Is it called something else these days? It's been renamed. Type it in again, nothing. Sends me to side-by-sides or, or the golf cart type things. So I'm like, how the hell do I find a four-wheeler? So just did my head in, didn't think nothing of it. I thought it must be something I'm doing wrong on the internet. And um, Luke Longley's a, an avid, avid rancher or farmer or whatever you want to call it. He's got a big property out there in Southwest WA. I was talking to him about it. I'm like, I'm trying to find four-wheelers, man. What's the deal? He goes, oh, you don't know? No, they've, they've, they've passed, they passed legislation about four years ago where you have to put a roll bar on your four-wheelers. And I'm like... What? Are you serious? What do you mean? And he's like, well, it's this, it's this thing that sits at the back of your four-wheeler and it stops it from tipping over. So basically the, the theory is that, or, or it, does, it does help, um, if you flip it, it's, it's going to bounce on that little roll thing on the back of your car and it's not going to crush you. And I'm thinking like, so Australia. Like, yeah. I get it. I feel bad for people that it's hurt, but it's so nanny state. And Luke was telling me like, he goes, look, you know, there's been a few people that have had their kids die and wherever and they fire up and they change the legislation. He goes, some of the farmers out there hate it because they go in pretty brushy and tree areas and these these things get things get stuck sometimes. Um, it's not the, not the biggest deal, I guess, putting one on. It's not going to really affect the performance. It's the principle of the thing. Where it does affect things is the Australian government has... I guess the big name brands, the best premium brands that make ATVs are Yamaha, Kawasaki, Honda, um, Suzuki, whatever. Um, and they told them that, you know, 
you got to put these on before you send them to Australia. I was actually just going to ask the question, are they, is it some, is like Peter Stevens or someone doing it or no? No. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, they basically said, you know, to bring them in at docks, they got to have these these safety, yeah. uh, and, and from what I've heard is these big makers in Japan and overseas have said, with all due respect, like no, no other country in the world is asking for this. We're not modifying our production line for Australia, which is a pretty small market for us anyway. Um, go fuck yourselves. And Australia said, well, your, your, your quads can't come in, come in here. Okay, cool. We won't bring them. So you cannot buy a brand new premium, good branded, you know, good history quad bike in Australia anymore because they would not put it onto their end. Instead of, you know, the government loves these little roaring sideshows that they can have. Instead of maybe having a business here started up by a local Australian that installs those once they hit the docks and then we release them once we've installed them, we charge you know, the buyer at the other end and the government puts a tax on it. No, nah, they wanted the maker to do it at their end. And they said, no, you're just sitting there and you're like, mate, what the fuck? Like such a nanny state country. Um, I've got the numbers here for, for, for deaths and that. And look, you know, rest in peace to all these people. But I mean, there's been uh, 64 quad bike deaths from 2017, 2021. Um, 11 people died in 21. You know, it's, it's generally between eight and 10 people a year. And you look at, it breaks down, you know, type of incident. They are predominantly rollovers and getting crushed, but the activity is generally non-working. Like mo- there, there are some working on farms uh, where, where, where older people usually get themselves in trouble, but predominantly non-working. And that tells me that it's, it's people being dickheads for the most part. And what I would like to see done is bring the bikes in, the bar, the, 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 safety, the safety roll mechanism is, is optional. But before you buy a quad bike, so you're walking to Peter Stevens. Hi, I'm Justin. I want to buy the quad bike. No worries. Um, we'll reserve it for you. Thanks for your deposit. Um, here's, here's some documentation. You need to go do a skilled driver's course on a quad bike. Yeah. You got, it goes over a weekend. It might be six, you know, 10 hours over a Saturday and Sunday. Once you've done that, I can release the bike to you. That would be the logical thing, yeah, right? And it gives you expert training from the experts. This is how people get themselves in trouble with rollovers. No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to implement some, some reactive law that might not even save you. Like for the most part, it might, but mm. if you're on a cliff's edge or a hill's edge, that roll bar's not doing shit for oh, you because exactly. you're going to ride on the fucking hill. Yeah, exactly. You're to crack yeah. your head on 15 rocks, right? So <laughs> yeah. that's then, then people are like, I've got my safety bar, I can be a bit more reckless. Like, yeah. How about we, we teach people how to drive the fucking mm. things? So just a bit of frustration with the way we are in Australia. No other country in the world is doing this, just good old Australia. Yeah. I assume it saved a few deaths, but according to... But speaking of I did actually save a video on Facebook for of a quad bike that actually had a rope tied to a tree to that roller and they're actually driving it off the side of the cliff and swinging it around and landing at the other side. So they're actually using that roller. <laughs> so it's useful? <laughs> it's, it's useful for something. Whoa, really? Yeah, I'm dead set serious. You'll find that and post that on that Yeah, I will. I will find that video. Yeah. Yeah, pissed obviously. Yeah. Once again, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're just driving it and then using it to swing themselves around. And yeah. it, you know, even with these roll bars, I assume some of these these quad bikes probably don't have them all installed because you you don't for, for personal use. If you've got an older bike, uh, previous legislation, you don't have to. If you're just using it on your own land, and I assume a lot of people have just said, "I'm not doing it." So there's still some deaths, but they they don't specify. Um, whether these the deaths of the last four years since the legislation was passed um, were with or without the roll bar, they don't they don't uh, they don't let us know that. But just just something around about. I mean, I think it's bullshit. Um, what's next? I mean, dirt bikes going to have them? Um, yeah, you know, exactly. this, what about these scooters around the city? People are necking themselves. You, oh yeah, I've, have you seen these? Yeah, like, I've seen. Yeah, the scooters and bikes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. People are necking themselves. So it's like, yeah. let's put a roll bar on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <yeah. laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of you know. 
And, and not only that, like if you get on a quad bike and you, you're a beginner, don't be a dickhead. Yeah. Like, you know, just, just slowly ease into it, you mm. know, but uh, we know alcohol gets involved. We know there's testosterone with males and, and there's competitiveness and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But, you know, generally if you be a dickhead doing anything, if you're walking oh, down exactly the street being that. a dickhead, playing chicken yeah. with cars, you're eventually going to get mm. hit by one. If you're doing burnouts at, at traffic lights and trying to hang an ass end out, you're eventually going to get caught up in, in a pole yeah. or a tree. Like, just don't be, it's a don't be a dickhead law instead, the Australian government. No, we're going to be reactive. Yeah. I'm going to make you do this. And, and now we've lost out on on great premium ATV. So you can still get a Chinese one. They're, they're happy to do it. So there's a Chinese brand. I'm not even going to name them. I don't even know what it is, but there's, there's Chinese quad bikes that were like, yeah, we'll do it. We're happy to pull the, the stuff on there. Yeah, bring love, our, love, bring love our bikes out to Australia. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, but a wheel might fall off along the way. The Chinese made, but other than that, yeah, all good, all good. But uh, <laughs> just an interesting one for everyone out there. And I, I wasn't aware of it. I haven't been in the country for that long, obviously. And, I thought, you know, just jump online and buy a quad. No, not, not anymore in Australia. Can't do that. It's not that simple. So, fun times. <laughs> God. What else you got? Um, a few for sales. Yeah. Did you see the, the Brock Commodore to own? Like the, out of everything. No, I didn't. Did you see it? No. No. What is it? Hyperella. VX. VX. A VX Brock. Yep. Five-speed manual. 3.8 litre V6. S pack. Brock drove it. It's an S pack. It is series two. It is a series two though. So that don't miss the opportunity to own this piece of Australian history. Mm-hmm. Okay, because his blue VH he wrote in the ad. Didn't even know Brock had a VH, but that sold for over 1.15 million. Did it? Okay. It did. So in blue. You can, Maybe that was a original blue mini. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you want this, you're going to be paying over a million bucks. 1.15 million. <laughs> it does have all major services done, though, and comes with Roadworthy, and the yep. car would, would suit a collector of Brock cars. No oil leaks, shiny paint, no dings, scratches, nothing. Exactly. So, yep, Roadworthy included. This would suit a collector of Brock cars. <laughs> Just telling you. I'm you, in the running. You've got a few. Yep. Where was this? Facebook? Portelli was tagged about 900 times on this as well. By, by the owner? No, nah, it's just by everyone else. <laughs> 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 to buy this, so... Um, was it Facebook? Yeah. So this has gone everywhere. This Definitely car, not, a, so. not a piss take though, right? No, nah, this guy is dead set. He reckons he owns the one. <laughs> the man of the... Driven by the man of the mountain too. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, mate, this is this is the kind of stuff whereas, yeah, this guy is probably walking around thinking, yep, he owns something because he's in the Brock family for 16 years. So there you go. Um, in Brock family could mean what? Cousin? Oh, mate. So, Auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa. Brock, Brock might have driven that one Christmas because it parked at the end of the driveway. Close movie car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bothered. Drove down to the shops and someone snapped a photo. So who knows? Ah. So uh, on to another thing. Barnfine GDSR. So VS GDSR. Yep. Yeah. So over 5,000 Ks um, or genuine 5,000 Ks on the clock for number 66 here. So um, found after 20 years of neglect. So was it, um, yeah, parked under a, under a carport and a property there. So it was... Um, yeah, fully undergoing a restoration at the moment, but um, Phil King actually uh, pointed out a few um, few photos. He noticed a variation in the guard and the rear bar and a few bits and pieces, so it has had... Some mods? Yeah, some paint work over the time, so... Um, but hold it up well. That's all just plastic and carbon fibre, isn't it? All the carbon fibre shed itself, which it <laughs> does that anyway, even if you've got one. Yeah, yeah no, 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 just joking. It doesn't take long. But um, no, but look, man, it's been found. It's getting restored. But um, I think from what I saw there, another one of those car raffle companies, I think, 
seems like. Um, Trying to get their hands on it. No, I, I reckon they've got it. So I reckon we'll probably see this hitting raffle. raffle. I mean, if I've, yeah, doing my checks properly, that's full mint to me. Full mint resto, everything proper. Mm. What, what, what do you reckon? What, what are they getting for it? 5,000 kilometres? 5,000 kilometres. Um, well, what, I think, is, is your one still up for sale? 550 on car sales, your old one? Oh, is that my old one, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez, oh, I, I did bad on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. So Yeah, yeah well, that got listed there. I mean, that, that was high that, case. That's, that's 85,000, right? Yeah, but that's that one. clock back again. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, yeah. But, that, um, but that's still optimised with sunroof. So this one's not optimised. Um, I'd say, yeah, 350 odd, probably. Yeah. Right yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, five thousand mm. kilometers. But yeah, knowing that it's been restored and fuck, we're still. Yeah, and can you get half those parts? Mm. Yeah, where you where you get? I mean, who's doing the carbon fiber stuff? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's all going to be yeah, custom exactly. made, right? That's, yeah, it will. Yeah, have to be. Did so, have the, ja- the jacket in it? Does that need to be restored? Well, the, yeah, that thing to command big money, you need to have the jacket. So and um, the folder. Yeah, the fire yeah, compendium as well. But now the jacket is the number one. So um, <laughs> sure they'll get someone on their. Sure, there's one on eBay for like yeah, <laughs> twenty thousand. Bali or Thailand, get one of those jackets knocked up, and you, you're laughing. So um, on to Q and A. So oh, you're um, you can answer this one. You're a fan of BT ones. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> what are your honest thoughts on BT one prices? Surely ninety k for a VL Turbo BT one is a joke. That's from Liam. Oh look, I mean, I've yeah, look, I've said it all the way along. I just don't understand the prices of BT ones. I just can't. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's a idiots. lifestyle. I think it, the it's BT the, one, the mother, the mullet. Yeah, I think it is the whole mother. In fairness, there's a fair bit of yobs that, that happen as well. Yeah. So it's not just it is it is more of a mother car, but I've seen a fair few yobs that, mm. that like them. Yeah. Um, Oh look, I mean, yeah, I've I've got a couple of um Stockers a rock BT one. Yeah. Best video ever, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> no mods. Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> What'd you do to your front grill here? Oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's factory. So yeah, they're a big uh, cooler cut out. Yeah. But um yeah, look, I mean, I oh, yeah, I think it is one of those things that um if you're into them and that was your dream car when you're a teenager and you can afford it now, well, that's supply and demand, isn't it? So. And, and you look at the VR Group A's, you look at the walk Shores, mm-hmm. all that pushing half a million dollars, some of them. Yeah. Um, it usually has a trickle-down effect on, on the base yeah. st- stock bog or bog stock models. Um, mm. BT1's that next in line. So, look, I don't think it's reasonable, but what mm. is these days? Um, yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing, yeah, like I said, supply and demand of your childhood dream and, car. And they're generally all high Ks. Like, you can never, oh, yeah. you can never find a BT1 that's yeah. like under, even under, if you find under 100,000, like genuine, that's not fucking clocked. Yeah. Under 100,000, you know, if you found one under 50, that, that definitely 90K is a bargain, but yeah. they're all, <laughs> oh, yeah. they were like, pedal to the floor whenever someone got in those oh man I mean I have one mate who grew up with Seth that you know my dream car Ferrari F40 things like that then when all the HSVs came out he was just VLBT1 VLBT1 that's all he ever wanted he got one and that, that was it like if he won lotto, he'd probably have fifty of them. Yeah, love it. So that's just that's just him. Yeah, so, yeah fair enough. That's what happens. Um, Kind of, we were actually kind of talking about this before, but hey, lads, what I hear with rates on the rise, will this kill the inflated car prices? It won't kill it. Uh, it won't kill it. It will It will balance things out. Look, I think yeah, we're talking about it off air. Even the, the bloke that paid, let's say, he paid 
you know, 200K, 300K for a W1 and he's got it listed at 550K like most most people are doing now, right? And he borrowed for that that, that 300K or most of it, right? Even if he had to, to emergency sell it with rates going up, he'll still get 350, 400 for it, um, enough to pay back the loan at least. So I don't think it's going to go crazy low, you know. Um, I think it's just going to balance. It's like house prices in my opinion. You never, you ever rarely see him go down, down. So if it was eight hundred thousand this year, in five years it's not going to be. It's not going to be, you know, seven hundred thousand. Might be eight fifty. You know, eight twenty. It'll steady out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely needed. There, there are some some people out there asking stupid money, and I don't know if those cars are moving though, man. Like, you see some of these at the premium stuff that we mentioned earlier. You know, a, a blue mini for half a million. That stuff's moving because, but. Some of these dreamers that are putting on inflated prices. Um. Oh, exactly. And, um, you know, and, and look, I mean, thanks you guys for tagging me and stuff, but I, I get tagged in a lot of stuff on Facebook for Rogue Bogues things and sent cars and that all the time. And, and I've, I've sent one the other day going, hey, you might be interested in this. My friend's selling just a LSA R8 in black. 8,800 kilometers on the clock. He wants 145 grand for it. So things like that. Yeah, it's come on. Yeah, like it's and look, I don't. You can't necessarily blame those people because they yeah. see other people doing it and they're like, yeah, oh, well, right, exactly. If that one's because it take, took one banana to start this trend. Yeah, <laughs> like the BT ones, or the, if if the walkie went for five hundred, my BT ones are better yeah. than a walkie, man. It's yeah. I'm gonna put and, two, and then it just the bananas probably sitting here with the W on Malou when that <laughs> when we push that for a mill. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's, um, that was the trickle down effect. Going well, you know, fair enough to think the be worth hundred and fifty thousand, but um, yeah, that, that's the thing that a lot of the guys who do have these W1s, W427s, you know, ultra-rare HSVs and GTs and GDHOs and your rare BT1s tucked away in their collections, that they own it cash, it's sitting there, they bought it smart at the time and they've probably got multiple properties and things that don't bother them anyway. They can fire sale other things to keep their toys. So... um, yeah, well, Justin and I thought this was going to happen two years ago when COVID we started. We, were, yep. we had some, some some cash for a rainy day just waiting. Like, oh, COVID, oh, yeah, we're people ready. aren't working. We're ready to buy. It's going to go down. And fucking mm-hmm. it, it doubled, if not tripled, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like, <laughs> what has happened here? So yeah. one of those things. Another one. Um, oh, you'll, like, you'll enjoy oh, this good one. one, yeah. <laughs> just read this one. Hi, boys. Been trying to sell my wife's car on car sales and just getting hit with offers from dealerships. Know your frustration as the listing cost me about 400 bucks. Um, can you guys you guys uh, give your voice to car sales that they should have a band dealer offers option? Thanks. That's from Vlatko. 100% agree. Yeah. Like, bro, I had another guy call last week, a dealer. Like, I saw you have your car for sale. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, what, what offer would you take? Like, what, what would you take? What would you take for it? Yeah. What's, what's your best offer? I'm like, bro, I've got the car listed. <laughs> You're supposed to make the offer to me. And I say, yes or no. We, we yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not, he goes, oh, I just got to go to my, my, my manager with an offer. And I'm like, yeah, the listed price is my offer. What's your offer? Like, doesn't work that way. You got to give me the offer, bro. Yeah. And every other week you get those messages. So he's 100% right. It wouldn't be hard to just have, if you're a, a, a buyer that's a dealer, mm-hmm. you got to be honest about that when you sign up for the site. Um, and then there's just a simple checkbox, no dealers. And yeah. that's it. Because it, it's, it's, it's so annoying, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they just waste your time. They call, they I text. Mean, I had it as well. So last, um, last Sunday... <laughs> I had a, you know, I've got my Raptor up on car sales at the moment because I've ordered the new one. And I had a um, guy message me on Sunday morning, goes, oh, um, you know, what are you willing to take for your car? Um, 
And I sort of go, well, not really that negotiable. And he goes, look, he goes, how about come out and talk turkey? He goes, um, I want to come out now. And I said, well, I can't. I'm actually doing a walk for dementia. I'll be around in the afternoon. He goes, well, you're obviously not motivated to move your car. And I said, well, you can come out in the afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm busy on a Sunday morning, but you're welcome to come out. And he just goes, well, if you're not keen, just say so. And I'm just like, don't even worry about it. Right? And then he calls and then he goes, oh, oh, I thought we'll chat. You know, so and I'm just, and he just goes, no, he goes, no, I'm serious. He goes, um, he goes, I've got someone ready to buy one of these. Um, they've seen your cars, but they don't want to buy through you. I'm, look, he goes, I'm a broker. I'll negotiate for them. And say, well, you can come out and <laughs> have a look at it. You can do all that, but just not now. I'm busy. And he goes, oh, but he's keen to do something now. On a Sunday. And I said, it's Sunday. <laughs> no, the dealers are the worst, bro. Yeah. And then they, they have they start different accounts, different names. Car sales, fix that shit, man. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm sick man. of it. And Blackco is 100% right, man. We're, we're paying, we're paying, you know, the premiums are even more, I think, for the thing, by the time, what's fucking privacy to protect? By the time for privacy to protect on, shouldn't this cover you for all this kind of stuff yeah, too? No shit. Like, it's like, come on. But I think there's one more that's even higher than 500, isn't there? Yeah, there's like, yeah, there is. The top end premium is like yeah. 550 or something, isn't it? Yeah, where your ad's like number one. Number one always, yeah. Around, so yeah. car sales, man, fix your shit. Like, yeah. this has been an issue for years and years and years. Stop the spam. I know it's not necessarily your fault that dealers are bananas out there, but they're the prime buyers that most private sellers are dealing with and it can really rub them the wrong way to even list with you. You might as well just sit on Gumtree at this point and just oh, deal, with, deal with dickheads every now and then, but at least you're not getting the dealers because oh, I know they've got a job to do, they, they want a number crunch and then flip and that's that's their business, but it, it is the biggest ball breaker ever, oh, man. Bad. Next one. We'll just spin out. Been listening to you boys since episode one and every car you've said will jump in value has a 50K to spend. What should I buy? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, well, the FPV, the... Oh, everything. I mean, even all the yeah, STI, STIs are gone bananas now and everything, so... The GTFs. We, we talked about them about a year ago. Probably should have bought them when we talked about yeah, it because they're, exactly, they're, they're yeah. in the 200s now. Yeah. The F6s. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I mean... Oh, look, I mean, you just got to look at Connor. Go the Yugo, go the Yugo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, like, Focus RSs, man, they're, they're not too bad for what you get and kind of, you know, being that cool kind of factor around, mm-hmm. like, I reckon that, you know, they'll probably be something later on. Um, yeah, like I said, the STIs went bananas. We're calling those out, and ever since that kind of got stopped, like, they've just gone absolutely crazy. But, yeah, look, it's it's a hard one with 50K now because everything is just absolutely through the roof. I mean, you're probably going to get yourself a bloody clapped out clubby R8 or something for that kind of money, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. um, you know... It is. Um, as far as collector car, you probably need. Yeah, you probably need to get in the six digits to get something decent collector yeah. car wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'd probably say um, keep kind of saving there a bit because everything is priced out. So, but um, yeah, look, I mean, I will do a bit of research. I'll have a look around and um, how about next episode? I'll come back with a couple. Yeah, that'd be I, good. What I think so. That'd be yeah. good. Last one is is the last one. So uh, yeah, um, it's for you. Hey Jazzy, hey Jazzy, know you like your Golf R's. I went to the Sydney City Volkswagen to price a new MK8 Golf R, and they wanted eighty thousand eight hundred drive away. Surely they ain't worth this money. Thoughts from Mark? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm just shocked with. I mean, all Volkswagen have just jumped up. Huge in price now. So, um, and to be honest, the new Mark 8, Mark 8 Golf R, it's cool, but you know, driveline wise, it's not 
that much more impressive over the 7.5. I mean, I think I paid like 54 grand for my 7.5 when that was brand new. And for a similar car to be jumping up that much money, no way in hell I'll be touching that. Yeah. I mean, you're at use like um, M340i money and you know, just you know, even, almost there, even, yeah. R, even RS3s, like that's yeah. RS3 money really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, I know I wouldn't um, wouldn't be paying that, but um, depends how much you like those uh, Golf R Hitler haulers. So, um, yeah, Each you know what I saw the other day? I saw a, I saw a sticker on the back of a car. Um, there was a something to do with you know climate change or yeah. make the world green or whatever. You know what car it was on? A Volkswagen. You know what I find funny? What yeah, find? yeah, of course. They were yeah. they were involved in Dieselgate. Yeah, exactly. So I'm yeah, just like. They've been detrimental for the environment, but yeah. this green climate change person was like, "I'm all for that, but I got a, I like this car and I got a good deal on it, so I know they fucked yeah. the environment for a number of years and lied about emissions." Yeah. But but you and I would put a sticker like that on our diesel box. Oh, no, <laughs> if I get that Dodge truck, if I get that Ram, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm putting some. I'm going to put a go green sticker on that fucking truck. That's what you think it was. Yeah, but yeah, I found that funny. I just thought, I, I took a photo of it actually. I should post it on my Instagram to yeah. see a reaction from people. But like the one, the one car you bought was literally the the car company that was bought yeah. the biggest emissions scandal of our time. <laughs> just like <laughs> fuck me, bro. But anyway, God. story time. What do you got? Um... Yeah, this is fucking hilarious. And so I was actually thinking about it the other day um, when I saw an R8 Tourer. I just I chuckle all the time. So um, anyway, a mate of mine bought an R8 R8 Tourer over in Tasmania. He did normal check over. Everything all looked good. Gave it two grand depot and the remaining fifty eight thousand. You know that was arranged to be paid two days later. But this is when he hit a glitch. They didn't check the payout figure, and they still owed sixty six thousand seven hundred. Right on the car, so he goes, "Nah, not my issue. Just pay the six thousand seven hundred. I'll, I'll grab the car." They couldn't afford to pay the six thousand seven hundred, right? Wow. So he said, "All right, just give me the two grand back." This is when the next glitch came. Right, they'd already spent the two grand. Gone, gone. Right. So long story short, he kept handing him. It took six weeks to get the two grand back. Like full on. Like in the end. The guy had to borrow money from a bit from his parents and her parents to get the two grand back and everything. But just thought that's absolutely crazy because he was just stressing so hard, just nonstop handing, just trying to get this two grand back and everything. He was just like, fucking hell, like, what's going on? But um, this just gets me thinking about just how important it is to do proper checks because he got excited. He went over there and all saw it and then they're like, oh, you know, like, yeah, we've got finance, but we'll sort it out. We'll get all the payout letters and everything and he gave the money. But I, that does kind of still get hard because they're going to get the payout letters and everything. But I think it just gets to the point of just all your checks properly. So whenever I buy a car and the car's in the finance, I'll, before I'm paying any deposit, I want to see everything in advance. That's, that's happened to me a lot of time. And then you can even be caught out in the sense you can go there, someone's house can look nice and everything, but you don't know what financial stress and things people are under. And they can forge the letter too. Yeah, exactly. They can do that as well. So yeah, do all your checks, cross-check who the finance company is, yeah, it just you have to do, and and this is probably why that more of these companies coming up now they'll buy the car for you, they'll sell the car for you, they'll do that, and it's probably going to become more and more common now because of things like this. That you know that I've even been with dealerships ringing me like selling the Raptor at the moment. They said that 
you know, and, and I've asked them and go, why would you even bother getting this? You know, I've got a list here. Why are people going to buy here? And he goes, well, we can arrange finance. We do everything. People mm-hmm. are just more confident through in buying through a dealer. So. Do you think they really have a buyer through the dealer? Like, do you think they have a legitimate person that's come to the dealer and said, find me this, I want this, and then they're negotiating? Or do you, I think they're just, that's a bullshit excuse and they just want to get in their stable. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I can say that I had a few calls at the start, but ever since Ford has announced that the new Rangers and Raptors are being pushed right out now that there's no kind of, you know, all these guys are expecting to get the new ones around July, August. Yeah. Yeah, there's delay on them now. Now I'm just getting hounded nonstop because I know there's demand for the car now. Yeah. You know, so um, there's no doubt about it. I reckon they probably want to get them sit on them and just drip feed the market a bit. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't believe there's that many brokers out there that are like, you know, come to us, we'll, what car do you want? We'll go find it. And it's yeah. just like, why wouldn't you just go direct to, like you said, direct to the seller? Yeah, I exactly. mean, finance is one thing, but maybe 10% of the dealers are doing that, legitimately telling the truth yeah. about it. But I think I think for the most part, they're just trying to, you know, do the old the old Dutton thing where you, where you buy four or five of the same model and then drip yeah, feed it back out. Yeah, and back out. And you're in the market. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting to watch and mm. do your research. I mean, like with anything, um, you got you to gotta do your research. And actually, my dad called today because he saw uh, one of our clip posts from the last episode about um, the shipping stuff, yeah. right? So he got caught out. He, he called me and goes, the insurance doesn't even mean shit. They lie, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. He said that um, what happens is you, when you when you go and get a uh, shipping service to get you a car from, from the US, you found a muscle car, yeah. you go to, you know, shippingaustralia.com.au, all they are is brokers. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't, all they do is they point A to point B. They, they yeah. don't, they don't, they're not involved in the process. So all they do is they they have packers they deal with at one end yep. who aren't on their books, they're just mm-hmm. subbies. They then have, you know, the, the shipping company they use that puts on the on the, the container on the ship yep. and they have unpackers at this end. And they're all, they're not under their business, they're mm-hmm. just subbies. So this this company will probably just charge you a 2 to 3% premium to organize that. Yeah. So then the question is, if there's damage, who are you going after? And my father actually went. He had he had a damage to a car, um, and he he actually went to the company here and to its court actually in New South Wales. And the oh. the judge actually said, "Yeah, you didn't read your agreement properly, the fine print properly." But they don't they don't pack the car. They don't do anything to it. You need, if you you know theoretically, you need to go to the US and sue the packers at that end. And he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Really do your research with these companies. Uh, really make sure, see their policy. Don't just, yep, we've got insurance, $200 premium, and then everyone's going to pay, mm. who's going to pay $200 or whatever it is. Yep. See their premium and see what it says in, in, their, in their writing and read the fine print with shippers, especially with shipping international because they're, you know, the company here is going to blame the packers over there. The packers are going to blame the shipping. The, then the shipping is going to blame the packers at the other end. Like, yeah, and, and then course, you yeah. can, who, who do you sue? Who do you take yeah. to court? Who's paying for it? And they all yeah. just wash their hands. Even if they've got insurance, they don't want the insurance to pay for it because yeah. their premium goes up. So, Jeez. an interesting one that my father actually dealt with because yeah, he saw the post and he's like, no, even if they have insurance, they can still fuck you over. So, be careful. We, we had a we had a guy that's you know passed away. May he rest in peace. But we had a guy that um, would personally. He 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 ran a company here that would do all, organize all that the A to B. He would personally fly out and pack all the cars himself. Okay, uh, to the US. So he'd obviously yeah. get he'd obviously time it where he'd get six or seven clients wanting cars shipped yeah. from the US at once. He'd go chill in LA for a couple of weeks as all the cars came in from different states mm-hmm. on the trucks, and he would personally pack them all, and then he'd get on the plane and unpack them. And that was 
you, you're like, fuck, I'll pay for that service. That's yep. a great service. But the way it's done now is you don't know who it is. It could be Joe Blow one week. It could be someone else the next week. And they have no relationship with these people. They don't know if they're doing it properly. They're like, I packed this car for me. What's the cheapest we can get so we can, you know, screw the client out of more money? And yep. that's the unfortunate reality of shipping. So not a story time, but just it just prompted me to yeah, remember crazy. like, hey, yeah, keep an eye on that shit and yep. do your research, people. So that cool. is episode 14. Another Actually, one. Before we wrap up, I just want to give a shout out to the Hamilton Collection off YouTube. So um, have had questions before about um, channels and that to watch on YouTube and, you know, cool car content and everything so Steve Hamilton over in Chicago has got an amazing uh, super and hyper car collection and does some really really cool um, videos so he's got a latest one up there of this Resvani which is one of those 6 by 6 bulletproof American oh, built yeah. things but is absolutely fucking hilarious he jumps the thing and yeah, you see, you see how much trouble he has with this thing. It cost him like 460 grand US or something for it, but <laughs> definitely check out his videos. Um, he listens to the podcast here, and um, yeah, so um, yeah, if you want some cool stuff to watch, check that out. Yeah, we'll have to get him on. Maybe we'll yeah, get him on in the yeah, future sure. remotely, yeah, get him on via uh, yeah, old technology. That's um, it. Have a chat to him along with other guests in the future, but uh, thanks everyone for joining cool. us. Thanks, guys. We appreciate the support on this. This What was little? We're getting you know over 10,000 listens an episode, which you know we were... When we when we started this, we thought shit. If we get two three thousand people, oh, yeah, exactly. Pretty happy with good. that, and and it's it's growing. Um, I didn't think it'd grow this big this quickly, so we appreciate all the support. We know there's not many long long form podcasts, at least in Australia, that talk about what's going on in the market and muscle cars and share stories. And if there's something that we're missing, I know there is a few of you that say if we need more Ford content, you bloody HSV cronies. Yeah. But if there's something that we're missing or you want us to talk about, um, we're happy to talk about it. Give us some feedback via at Rogue Bogues on all the social pages, and then you have got the Rogue Bogues car chat on um on facebook but uh thanks again justin and we'll cool. see you next time thank you thanks guys